The Mandalorian episode one has dropped and the learning geeks have watched it. This is a almost 100%. We're going to talk about learning maybe 1% because I have one connection, but it's really going to be a Star Wars after show version of the learning geeks coming up now. Okay, we just took a picture that'll likely be the cover image of this podcast or something like that. A little bit of background here. Uh, This is Bob. Hi, welcome to The Learning Geeks. I just uh, kind of last minute flew into Chicago this week for business. And I was like, hey, you know what? The three of us could get together and watch the first episode of The Mandalorian live when Disney Plus launches on the 12th. So that's what we have just done. And now we are all up in Jake's uh, office. Office, yep. And we're actually physically together, which we almost never are for when we do these podcasts. Yeah, which is really good. And it's funny, we don't even have an actual clock in this room. Usually we have a virtual clock, but we don't even have an actual clock. That's true. We are in our my office. We watch it in our basement. um, And I don't know, Bob, what did you think of it? Uh, I, I I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I would give it like my my college roommate just texted me, and uh, I would say nine out of ten. That's pretty high. And I, I would let, let me say this. Let's talk a little bit about general stuff, and then let's call a break where we say we're going to talk about spoilers afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Because there's definitely spoilers that we should talk about, mm-hmm. but we want to make sure that all of our listeners who are going to watch watch it beforehand. So this is the spoiler free zone right now. I have one general comment, and that is I thought it ended too quickly. I mean, all of a sudden, just as they're gripping into the story, it's like, uh, what? So I take, I took that as a two things. One, I, I wanted more, which is a good which sign. Which is a good sign. Right? So yep. I was captivated the entire time. But yeah, I thought, and, and this is not a spoiler, it is 39 minutes. That was it. I really wish it was like a 55 minute. But... It is nice, though, because knowing that it's going to be like that as I watch right. episode after episode, I think I'm going to enjoy that more, and I probably watch it more often now. Right. Well, you remember, uh, Jake, I don't know if you remember this too much because you're so much younger than me, but uh, The Empire Strikes Back ended. Big cliffhanger. We had to wait three years yeah, to-, to find out what happened after <laughs> Empire Strikes that Back. That was a... Long. That was three a years. long wait. <laughs> long. With this, yes, it was a little cliffhanger. You definitely wanted more at the end, but we only have to wait till Friday. That's true. Which That's is fantastic. True. But well, well, we were talking about this down downstairs when we were watching the show. Is usually now when you have shows on demand, you have them all at once. And right, I think we've gotten spoiled to to binge. Although I have to say, I do like now waiting. Again, yeah. I, I think I went through the binging stage and now I'm, I enjoy waiting a little bit. It's kind of a durable learning thing, right? You yeah. space Spaced. things out over time. Then you got to recall what happened in the first episode. And so, okay, we did bring some you learning could always, did, You yeah, can yeah. always count We've on Dana for come. adding in the learning element to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have another learning point for a post-spoiler session. But, um, but, you know, it's interesting too because I think – Doing it this way is also more in the spirit of the Saturday morning serials that Star Wars was originally originally based on. Yeah, yeah. right. Is it is that going to be that feeling of you do get a complete story in each episode, 
uh, comes to closure, but it's always going to be leading right into the next one, which right. it definitely yeah. does. So one observation is I noticed that whoever wrote the actual lines for the character of the Mandalorian didn't really have to put a lot of effort into it because the Mandalorian does not really say much throughout the no. whole he, thing. But, you know, honestly, I thought he talked more than I thought he would. Uh, same here. From the trailers I was watching, I thought it was going to be way more of a physical uh, performance. And uh, and, and it, was, it was great. I, it was. I, I, I thought the physical character. performance aspect was really yeah. good. I mean, you, you could read a lot into what the motions and movements were. Yeah. Physical performance, I thought the music was interesting. Um, it had a very much a, I, I was, I was telling the guys when I was watching it, it has a little bit of a, the intro had a stranger things intro, mm-hmm. very much using more of a percussion than the bass. Um, but then throughout the whole time, it was this suspense type music where it, it kept you on your toes a little bit to, to kind of understand what's going to happen next or anticipate what's going to happen next. Yeah. It's not the classical orchestral music that no. you're used to in a star Wars movie, but I did think it worked in the Star Wars universe. Oh, it, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It's kind of like a mix between a little bit of a cantina, like mm-hmm. a very oddball songs you yeah. know, that would happen, mixed with there were some subtle Star Wars music in there, but with a twist. Yeah. So I thought it was good. So, and they introduced a few new droids without spoiling anything. They There's one in particular that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> very enjoyable character. Probably yeah. my favorite character in the whole in the whole thing, which I do know is voiced by uh, Taika Waititi, who is the new, he is really a, one of the rising Hollywood stars, and he's a director. I believe he's going to direct the season finale of The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. What is uh, he? he? He just directed Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. And he yeah. starred in, in that. He played Adolf Hitler, which, if you don't know anything about the movie, sounds yes. really bad. But it's actually a very good movie, and he's fantastic in that. It's a comedy. I would bet that that is a droid that you can't make down at Galaxy's Edge. I think that is true. (laughs) (laughs) I think that they might have some liability concerns. They might have some liability. If they had a fully automated uh, IG assassin droid. Yeah, that would be kind of funny, because for those that don't know, I am now... I remember we talked about this a long, long time ago. I think it was in our New Year's resolution episode where we said... What am I preparing for in, in 2019? And I said I'm preparing for the strollers, and uh, and also the fun of going to Disney. So the big Disney trip is on Friday, and I am taking my daughter to the Droid Factory. And it would be weird to bring a six year old to uh, create an assassin <laughs> droid. <laughs> you might want to stick with the BB not, unit. Not an astromech droid. When you're droid. at Mubo's Droid Depot, yeah, yeah, be careful with that one. That'll be fun. Well, hey, listen, let's, um, why don't we go ahead and put a break up here and say, if you haven't watched the episode yet, now would be a good time to stop and come back later uh, because we can't be held responsible for spoiling anything after this point. Right. So we'll, we'll do like a five second countdown. Uh, don't say we didn't warn you. So five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so everybody who's watching it is going, that was a baby Yoda. <laughs> what uh, What's up with that? Because you know, the timing the, doesn't work for it to be a baby Yoda. Well, so you, your friend so your friend actually texted you and said, is it, is it a baby Yoda? Because again, we don't know. Well, no one what he was saying the, is, is it a baby of Yoda's species or is it Yoda's baby? A baby. Uh, Yoda wouldn't break rule number one for being a Jedi, would he? 
<laughs> he was on Dagobah what other a long Jedi time. has been stopped from breaking whatever <laughs> rule in the past? I think this is why Luke really wanted to wipe out the order <laughs> in the Last Jedi. But no, I don't think at all that it is actually Yoda's offspring. I think it is uh, another person of his species, which is a big deal because George Lucas has traditionally been very close to the vest mm-hmm. about what species Yoda is and if there are anything else from his species. There was the one Jedi Master Yaddle, I think, in episode yeah. one who kind of looked kind like of looked Yoda, like- but I think he said, no, he's actually not the same species. But I'm betting that this is where this is going. Is There's some type of backstory yeah. here that we may be learning of, which is cool. I think that what brings... So I think in every Star Wars show... Uh, especially I'm thinking Rebels and Clone Wars, there's always a connection to the main story arc, like the original story arc in some way. But it doesn't have to be the character. It can just be like a species or something else. So I think this is that one connection that gets people to tie into the original stuff. Right. Um, But it's also very secretive. We've never known anything about Yoda's species. I'm intrigued. I I think that's when we saw this and when we were watching it, we all shouted out no <laughs> that was the moment of why are you over but it was it was yeah, yeah right yeah it was no over it not, was not kind no, of like a, what? no yeah not no because you showed that you know that, right. that species but no yeah. we wanted to watch more yeah that's super exciting that was yeah. really fun um so to me one of the things i mean the bounty is huge so there has to be a right. reason why this Yoda or not Yoda character mm-hmm. yes. is uh, is so important. And just conjecturing, I'm thinking that if it's a member of Yoda's species, he's just going to be strong with the Force and there's going to be some Force connection going on with this, which is a place I didn't think the Mandalorian was going to go to, but I am okay if it does. And you know what? It, we don't even know that, too. It might be setting that up that way. That is true. Right? Um, the other thing that I thought was fascinating is that we were um, when they they set it up to say you know we have a bounty for you, uh, the individual the person in that you're looking for is 50 years old, which right. then when it's revealed it's actually a looks like a baby, which then shows exactly because Yoda was 900 years old but not you yeah, know that's pretty good Jake yeah, <laughs> but anyway yeah I thought that was a, that was another interesting angle that was good yeah because were you like me when they said 50 years starting to take back okay this is i was trying to figure out what character who could that have been me too yeah right i was trying to figure out what character in return of the jedi that am i not thinking of or somebody that would be about 50 years old on that yeah yeah um in general though what i felt about this show was it is a show created by a bunch of guys my age who grew up with Star Wars and played with their action figures all the time and made up stories and are now mostly grown up. And capable of, of creating a show. Right. It. And yeah. so it definitely felt like Star Wars 100% to me, but it also felt like a more mature, grown up mm-hmm. story. You know, I, I think it's going to be a big hit. I think that uh, the, the folks of my generation are going to, Absolutely love it. We're right. going to be getting a lot of OK Boomer. Are you already getting text messages as of now on your phone? Yeah, your, I just got a text message. Let's see. <laughs> so Bob through. has been getting text messages as we've been watching because uh, all his friends knew that we were uh, watching a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, well, OK. So my friend Jeff just raised a point, too, which I was thinking I didn't bring up earlier, is 
Um, is it possible that that is actually a resurrected Yoda? Now, resurrection, like physical bodily resurrection, isn't something that we have seen yet. But I know in the first couple of drafts of uh, Return of the Jedi, when it was Revenge of the Jedi, mm-hmm. the plan was that Luke came or Ben came back physically, physical bodily form. resurrected. Which, which there's a there might be a connection too in uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Again, this is far in the timeline but at least some type of resurrection could have occurred. But again, that's what they're setting us up to think. How crazy could that all be? Yeah. We're going to be listening to this in January going, wow, were we crazy thinking yeah, that we're, it was resurrection? We're pretty much no idiots. For thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much idiots. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. But it's fun to think about. That's, yeah. that's the joy of being a Star Wars fan is just speculating about what's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. I remember, remember the speculation after Force Awakens with Rey and what we were thinking of, and then it turned into she's just like every other Jedi that's happened in the, the galaxy, which is you usually come from nothing. Allegedly. <laughs> or, or the suspense. Allegedly, I know. Or the suspense of the last scene, right, where she walks up and there's Luke, and you're just thinking, wow, why does it have to end now? I want to see what you know Luke's response is. He's right. going to be so awesome and trainer. And toss the lightsaber. Then he tosses the lightsaber, <laughs> which I loved. But that's a point of uh, of dispute with a bunch of people. Right. Here was my other learning point that came up. I, I noticed during the episode was when the Mandalorian was learning how to ride his little creature, learning how to ride the Blurg, and I admired his tenacity. He kept getting thrown to the ground. He kept getting back up on not the horse, got back up on the Blurg. And I, I thought that that was and that it, was. Cool. It wasn't until he became the blurg whisperer, if you will. That's true. He had to kind of, he had to kind of approach it a little differently than he had been. Right. And so, what you bring up a point, which I'll tie then in, which is he didn't try the same way every time. At the very end, he decided maybe I should try it in a new, different context yeah. to be contextual. Exactly. Right. And then I. <laughs> Wow. And then he was also generative too because he was able to reflect after every single time he failed. And he failed. had space practice because every time he got off the got thrown off he And it was and it was challenging. See, I don't know if this is just showing us that we can turn Star Wars conversation into anything <laughs> or that we can learn about learning from anything. It's probably a little bit of both. Oh, it's both. Probably yeah. a little of both. It's both, which it's is absolutely both. Which yep. is great. Well, we've got uh we've just got a couple of seconds left. So Next episode is just on Friday, so you only have a little bit of time to speculate. Like, what do you think is going to happen next? Dana, any ideas? I think there's going to be a challenge for the Mandalorian to get the um, Yoda-like creature back. I think there's going to be a... I think, I just think there's going to be all sorts of obstacles in the way. Yeah, given that there was already one bounty hunter there, I think there's going to be more and more bounty hunters. Trying and then to there's take it also, away. he's part of a guild who then killed another bounty hunter. That's right. There's a, probably a bounty on him now because of he broke the code. I imagine there's going to be a lot of hero's journey going on for the rest of the nine weeks or whatever oh, yeah. that this is going on and all that. I don't think that we have seen the last of IG-11. I think he will be quite easily repaired from that headshot, and uh, I think that we will see him again, and I hope so because he was my favorite new character. Yeah, I, I think he's too good to waste. I think it was just a matter of he's, he's out, but still I think that's going to open the door from – uh, a chase of some type, right? A bounty hunter that would be bounty has a bounty on him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm intrigued in a story about a uh, a Mandalorian bounty hunter uh, making his way through the galaxy with a little baby Yoda on his back. Yeah, trying to keep him. Oh, safe. on his back, which is yeah. 
which is a perfect a perfect connection to our show because of the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And with that, it's probably a good time to bring it back in. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Let us know if you enjoyed this. I don't know. Maybe we'll do, we'll, we'll do a couple more. I, I don't know. We'll see uh, how many more Mandalorian after shows we will do. We definitely have to do an after show, I think, now that I'll see Galaxy's Edge here yes. after Friday. Well, after this week. And yep. then all, all three of us now will be there. I definitely want to connect on that. Great. Have a great trip, Jake. Dana, I'll see you. Well, we're, gonna, we're traveling together see you in for us this week. We'll see you <laughs> for us this week. And for our listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you all very soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye.